to another episode of Protein Ramblings and we're back with the latest installment or next installment in our Jason World Warriors Watch Along Saga Part 2 where we've watched episodes 6 through 10 and on this epic voyage I'm joined of course by Naomi a very cautious hello and once again we have Mark back as well a very vociferous lightning strike <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes and you're joining the new unofficial lightning league as we what's the word I'm looking for Slog through. Slog. Jason the wheel watch along. Jason the wheel watch along. (laughs) I want to start off this episode actually by sending a massive shout out and a massive thank you to DJ Soul Machine who makes some awesome music and specifically did a fantastic remix of the Jason the Wheel Warriors intro music, uh, which is what you'll have heard a clip of opening this show. And if you stay tuned to the end of the show, I'm going to tack on the full version to the end of the show. And also in the show notes are links to his YouTube. YouTube channel and his band camp as well as you can find those links on our website as well under the Jason the Wheel Warriors episode section so make sure you go and check him out because he does some fantastic music he's got an awesome remix of Ulysses 31 as well and just some really cool music in general and some uh, there's a cool Daft Punk remix up there as well definitely go and check out DJ Soul Machine and yeah thanks again dude for letting us use your awesome tunage so back to the actual watch along slog like I said we watched the next five episodes which is episode six to ten and we start off with episode six which was flora fauna and the monster as we discussed the opening shot is jace in front of an impossibly huge bank of computers which now i'm thinking about it was far too high for him to even be able to reach it's far too high for anyone like the, the tallest person on the barge is herc and he's nowhere near ceiling height what they need for that is you know those libraries that have the ladders yeah like in the, like in the mummy <laughs> like with in the, beauty and the beast yeah. yeah like they need one of those ladders for doing really the... antiquated uh <laughs> futuristic shit isn't it well i mean it kind of is though it's a barge it's the pride of the skies too imagine what the predecessor was like probably just a skiff (laughs) maybe it was maybe it was an actual i was gonna say it was an actual like ship but then why would it be called pride Pride of the the skies skies. yeah exactly (laughs) it was a space canoe so yeah we open up with the episode with basically the lightning lead trying to distract jace with blinking lights because (laughs) the light like fuck this kid sawboss is uh we cut to sawboss who's plotting his nefarious schemes but is for some reason quite pissed about it at the moment (laughs) and uh, like my notes say sawboss pmt question mark i mean i just think he's a busy guy. He's got a lot of galaxy conquering to do. He doesn't want to be taking time out of his day to worry about this stupid kid and, and the magic group, but he keeps yeah, having no to. surprise. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah Four I or mean, five times already. Yeah, like, he's been foiled not only by the Lightning League, his nemesis and everything, but arguably just a really immature, petulant kid, which has got to sting even further. And also the incompetence of his own minions. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's on him. But still, he keeps sending them out, so. Did you notice that the humanoid version, I think it was of K.O. Cruiser, had a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, like a proper that. gang enforcer, isn't he? <laughs> that made what? me absolutely... What are we doing? That kind of, like, excellent. 
So this is where we get the first appearance of the drill vines. Sobos sends out the drill vines from one of his viney satellites. It shoots off and basically drills a hole into the Pride of the Skies 2 through the hull. Never mind the explosive decompression that would happen. And the vines grow and they entangle around the, basically the core like navigation systems and parts of the engine. They literally don't notice any of this until they can't fly the ship anymore. And they're like, something's wrong. Which, like, which despite, does... Despite all the screens and the flashing yeah. lights that... There's just nothing that tells them about Which it. Which does back up my theory that none of those computers do anything. They're just for show. It's very possible. Like I say, you need to you need something to keep Jace occupied. Otherwise, he's going to start putting stupid magic helmets on again. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, putting everyone in danger. <laughs> yeah, completely. Or driving his car into... Uh, into crevasses. Crevasses. Or <laughs> getting it stuck in ditches. <laughs> or, you know, staring at molten pits of golden <laughs> vases instead of actually trying to save God, himself. God, there's so much craziness to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So these vine missiles are, are really like creepy looking and visceral. Like they've got this brain in a glass thing on top of them as well. It's really odd. Like I started to notice the kind of body horror. Yeah, in yeah, the no, I did as well. Like when the, the monster mines are being, I don't know, born. hatched, birthed, seeded. Yeah, it's very visceral and like it's a bit Lobby. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like the brain thing does make sense. They are called the monster mines. I'm, I'm surprised that they they've adopted that name themselves because it seems like kind of a derogatory name, right? Well, maybe they're like, claiming it back. <laughs> so drill vines, basically, they incapacitate the pride of the skies too and they need a particular part. So it well, hang on. First, they, they get rid of the vines by ejecting all the water, water. from the ship from their room of water. Yeah. They, Another but... sound decision by Jace, <laughs> the captain of the ship, to just yeah. flush all of the ship's water out. Herc has no authority on the ship. That's yeah. what I noticed through these episodes. And, yeah. and as well, it made me laugh because it was like, yeah, okay, let's assume this is the drinking water for the ship. Why is it Why? just in a room? Yeah, is it like, was it the drinking water or is it, was it their swimming pool? Yeah, like what is... <laughs> If it was drinking water, why wasn't it in canisters or bottles? In why was why did it have an open top? Basically, that's that's just inviting because once contamination. It's, once it's gone, they're like, well, all of our water is gone. So they must have been using it for drinking and bathing. And maybe there was some maybe because it's it is a space barge. They eject water and it travels a lot. I don't know. Like I'm fish gills the or something. But yeah, then they need um they need a part, don't they? they? Yeah, they need they need cobalt forty two. That's it. Sorry, yeah. Oh yeah, the MacGuffin. And Jace is like just picking up my name. Jace is now basically the default captain. Yeah, yeah. Like, her, he just orders her to, like, go places, and he, yeah. and he does. Not yeah. even, there's not, there's even not an semblance of gold and things at this stage. No, Herc's just, just a, a battered wife, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Herc, Herc's just fully succumbed to Stockholm Syndrome at this point, and like, I don't, you know, I don't even think at this point he's he and is expecting to get paid. He's just like, well, I'm fucking stuck. This is my life now. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> so they... Uh, they they basically, because Jace dumps the water out to get rid of the vines, they're forced to land on a planet, which I just put, they're on Tatooine again. Because <laughs> every planet is just a Tatooine facsimile, just arid desert planet. Then the fish, I, I, one of my, Tatooine again, this is my notes verbatim. Tatooine again, fish laugh, what the fuck? Oh, because the fish is a squeaky toy. The fish oh, noise no. is just a, like an old dog squeak toy, right? Yes. I think we all three of us independently. <laughs> it's creepy, <laughs> it's like, but it hey. definitely understands them and they yeah. somewhat understand it. Well, no, because there's well. a, there is a, it, it comes up in a later episode where Brock has to go and get one of them. And the fish is called Brock, by the way. We couldn't remember last <laughs> the time. the most macho name. 
the most effeminate fish. But yeah, we... Um, Wasn't it in this episode where Gilliam and Flora get stuck in a, in a cave or something? They're trying to escape yes. from the cave. And, yeah, and, and she yeah. sends yeah. Brock to get Jace. And everyone's just like, what the fuck do you want, yeah. fish? Get away from me. Stop <laughs> squeaking at me, you annoying... I'm people. pressing buttons here. <laughs> But the fish is super like impressive, actually. I'm, I'm glad it gets a bit of backstory time here. Like, but it can fly, but it can actually also swim underwater. Yeah. Flying fish, is, man. That's pretty incredible. No, but, I mean, it's like flying, not <laughs> just hovering or skimming. And, and it, it has a and it has a saddle kind of built into its like form. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it can support it's the weight not, of a human child. It's not like child. it's wearing a saddle. It's kind of part of its body shape, right? <laughs> yeah. It's more genetic monstrosity yeah. engineering. Aud- Aldrich's just like basically Herbert West or like no Doctor Moreau. Doctor Moreau, that's the one I'm thinking of. They yeah. explained the origin of Flora, like she was. She was grow. Yeah, she's a... Bro- Brock is just there, and nobody ever said <laughs> where Brock came from. Maybe it just is. Did what? you not get a flying fish when you were born that stuck with you for the rest of your life? <laughs> was it just? Her? Uh, maybe it is just a. a, a I was born at carnival, <laughs> coconut shy. <laughs> if you got your goldfish, you took it home and it just starts squeaking at you, and all of a sudden it flies. Like, it'd be you awesome. Would freak the shit out. If it got that big, it'd be really handy for transportation, obviously. So they're on Tatooine, uh, <laughs> which I'm just going to call it Tatooine. Every planet I'm just going to call Tatooine. Um, and they're looking for Cobalt 42 because they need this is the part that they need to get the navigation system working again. Why you need a specific mineral for the navigation system? Hmm. Turns out Cobalt 42, real thing, actually. It's an actual real It's mineral. an isotope of Cobalt. Yep, so some that science That was all I in. could find out about it. Some science went into this, at least. Then I, some questions jumped up here, because we cut back to Sorbos, who is effectively projecting everything, like you see everything through like a effectively like a TV screen in his head. Yeah, so my question is, is he projecting that to other people or are we seeing what he's seeing in his mind? And uh, is he a precursor to the Teletubbies? (laughs) (laughs) His greatest weapon. <laughs> That's super weird. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, uh, it's, it, someone looking at him would see it, or yeah. we're just seeing his mind. I think we're just seeing his thoughts, right? I have that, no idea. That's my. That was my original. That was my original thought. But I'm just not sure, and it's never really no, explained because sometimes his minions report to him what's happening, and sometimes he's in just person. there. So yeah, sometimes it's just kind of in his head, and he's describing what's happening. So this is a bit of a tangent, but like Swamp Thing, right? He's mm-hmm. sort of like Swamp Thing because mm. Swamp Thing can talk to all life in the universe, can't he? So he yeah. does. That he uses that, like, I don't know what kind of network, but he uses some kind of network <laughs> to talk to his plant people no matter where they are. So, why do they ever bother to show up in person? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I imagine that he's got like his core kind of generals that are generally hanging around the, for want of a better say, word, Terradrome. Terradrome, yeah. <laughs> and I, I imagine that he's got those core generals that are <clears throat> overseeing the general operations and reporting into him what, because you have one of each kind of the monster minds, like a KO, a KO cruiser, a terror trooper and whatnot there um so i imagine that yeah that they're overseeing in my mind they're overseeing each one of their class of monster mind yeah that's fair and if they have they're identified they've got like lieutenant stripes like two yeah. stripes when they're in in car form as well yeah so, so star star screening in the brooklyn enforcer <laughs> <laughs> Um, so while they're on the planet, um, Gillian and Flora go looking for the minerals. They basically, the monster mines, the, one of the vines has slipped out of the ship and burrowed in and they've started producing cars because that's what plants do. <laughs> that, like, honestly, the monster mines, great way to, for the eco future though, right? You know, reduce carbon emissions, make your cars from plants. Yeah, I yeah. think there's probably going to be some design issues to get past, but let's not 
don't rule anything we'll, 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 out. Let's float the idea to Elon Musk. Brainstorm it a little <laughs> more. He's too busy conquering Mars. Let him alone. Do you know, in the last five episodes, I was trying to just collate some theories. The only theory I've got for episodes six to ten is Sorboth is Elon Musk. <laughs> 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 for exactly that reason, though. Grow your own car. Yeah. You know, it squelches out of a vine mm-hmm. and you're away. Elon Musk is creepier. Yeah. I, I trust Elon Musk less than I trust Sorbos. Well, Sorbos is very upfront about what he's doing. I would love to see what's what going doing. on in Elon Musk's mind. <laughs> I would. Head, though. <laughs> I think he'd be in jail. So, yeah, Flora and Gillian have gone off to search for this um, this mineral with Brock and uh, the monster mines attack. And they, they start running away. And Gillian, old man Gillian, outruns the monster mines on foot. <laughs> that was really impressive. Yeah, later on, like later on in the episode, he's like, oh, these old hands. I can't, and I can't climb. Move. Like, I I'm can't, so yeah, tired. Very much later in this episode, he, he's like, I can't climb, Flora. I can't do it. It's like, you literally just outran the car. Yeah. Is he, is he like the Grandpa Joe of this scenario? This was the pre-Tesla era, though, you know. So, like, you know, they're, they're solar-powered. They've just been grown. How fast do you expect them to go? You know? <laughs> they're like baby they're cars. They're not solidly put together, are they? they it's like when you get a, a baby deer or a baby horse and it can't really stand up and move around properly. They're always saying this is yeah. like the Monster Mine equivalent. They're just veering exactly. everywhere, trying to get their bearings. Even the established ones on the previous Tatooine Vase episode could barely r- keep up with the horse. That, yeah, and that's these true, ones are actually. Fresher yeah. than that. Maybe Gillian isn't that athletic. <laughs> He's they're just shit. And uh, meanwhile, Jason, uh, everyone's loading up, like sucking up water uh, to replenish the pride of the skies. And Oon falls in the water and they pull him out. And then it, a bit later on, Oon's kind of wrapped and sneezing. It's like, how does a suit of armor get a cold? That was that was something like, how? how? Yeah, he, it, maybe it was psychosomatic. He is pretty useless, though. That was my takeaway from these five episodes. Oon is rubbish. I, <laughs> so I've been taking notes as well. And three separate times watching these episodes, and I've watched one every other day or so I've just written Una's shit three times (laughs) in different things like he's absolutely useless he's like not a good sidekick or companion but Jace keeps on selecting him it's because Una feeds his ego Una just repeats everything Jace says congratulates him on everything he does Una makes Jace feel powerful yeah it's an ego trip Um, definitely which is actually quite funny because my next note uh, and I don't can't remember the actual context of this it just says Jace is an idiot (laughs) that needs no context No, that's fair. <laughs> There's a moment in the chase with Gillian as well where he channels Gandalf. Yes. yes I've got that note. I've got that note. Yeah, he's on the so, bridge yeah. and, and he's like, I've got a spell for this. And, and then, then he can't remember the spell. <laughs> and, and that's and the, it. And the, but the bridge collapses and he, he does yeah. a full Moria. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he ends up underwater and that's when um, they're, they're thinking about leaving him behind and like Brock goes back and is like, no, no, no. We've got to go back for Gillian. And then all of a sudden, the root consents Gillian? No, no. That's it. The ring. This is the ring usage. So Gillian's yes. tra- Gillian was trapped on the water and everyone's like, oh, Gillian's dead. Gillian's dead. And then Gillian's like, the ring, Jace. The ring. And the ring starts glowing and then Jason suddenly decides to look at the ring and he's like, the ring's glowing. Gillian's alive. Jace has Let's to be go. reminded every time that he has this incredibly powerful magic ring. Every time it comes up, somebody has to be like, Jace, the ring. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's magic. I think I think he's starting to get in a few in a couple of episodes. He's starting to get more with the program on the ring. Like yeah. he starts treating more like the Green Lantern's ring, where he's like, "Oh, I know what I can do with this." Mm. The ring actually. There's a genuinely crushing moment in this episode, though. So just before he communicates via the ring, there was like a good minute and a half of episode time given to "We're leaving Gideon behind," yeah. mm. and like in a kids' cartoon as well. 
it's like what? Yeah, like, yeah it's like no, no, we, we've got to leave him behind. He's he's gone now. Accept it, kid. It's like the yeah. it's like the uh, Obi Wan moment where he's struck down by Darth Vader, and it's like no, kid, you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> it feeds into my theory from last time that Herc is some kind of plant, a plant plant, <laughs> because he's quite reticent about going back, and he's really keen to leave really mm. quickly. Yeah, although I think that's this way. I think that that, that theory is dissuaded somewhat in the piratey episode that we'll come on to. Yeah, I think also mm. Herc, obviously is starting to develop a sense of responsibility towards the crew. So I can see that from his point of view, keep the kids safe, abandon the old man doesn't seem that harsh. It seems like they're just the best thing to do for the group. But who's going to do everything if you abandon <laughs> Gillian? Because he's the guy that drives most of the <laughs> One of them will have to learn. <laughs> so, they, so yeah, like we said, the ring kind of sim, uh, signals to Jace that Gillian is alive. And so he sets out in armed force with Spike Trike and I think Trailblazer as well to go and uh, go back and rescue Gillian and they obviously they encounter monster mines and this actually is like there's a pretty good action scene in this battle between the monster mines and this is where we get the next ring usage where it just causes an earthquake <laughs> yeah that's it it's just ring of light magic my earthquake. earthquake it's big enough to even like start taking um, Sawboss's technodrome down as well it causes <laughs> him to leave yeah he's just like no. away. it's that big it's that's earth shattering literally you would think that would always be your first move in a battle right once you know you can do that the other thing that I like I thought they were going to make a bit because I one of my notes is because obviously they rescue Gil, they rescue Gillian they get the Cobalt 42 and they manage to get off the planet and that's pretty much the end of the episode but there was one note that I had to the end of this episode was no Herc joke and I thought they were setting one up because while Gillian's looking for Cobalt he's like oh this is just diamonds this is just diamonds and I'm like this is prime Herc joke material right but, too, yeah. but nope no Herc joke in the end so the culmination of that episode is Sawboss breaks their ship they have to land fight monster mines get the ship to repair their ship and leave again I have to admit I did a little bit more research than you guys and uh, Cobalt 42 or 49 I've written down 42. Uh, it, it's only actually got a, a half-life of 35 nanoseconds so it wouldn't exist <laughs> for any longer than he could touch it wow this is why the yeah. ship is in such bad shape yeah. this is probably what happened to the first Pride of the Skies Herc was using like... it was just made of Cobalt 42 <laughs> and then just disappeared in 32 seconds like, which ship was right here? I swear to God. <laughs> I parked it right there. And yet somehow he got another one. So yeah, that's 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 the first episode that we reviewed, episode six. Then we come on to the next episode. Oh, is this the Fire and Ice one? Fire, oh, yes, episode I hate fire this, oh, this episode. Oh. I've, I've called this episode Icy Idiocy. <laughs> Chase is such a massive dick in this episode. Uh, the, the, sub, the subtitle for this episode should be people who do not understand how volcanoes work. Yeah, volcanoes do not work yeah. that way. So the opening to this episode in Sawboss's Technodrome, because we're just going to refer to it as the Technodrome from now on, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're talking about a particular planet that's like really inhospitable. Uh, and it, well, it's an ice planet. And Sawboss is like, right, we're going to try and lure him there as a perfect trap. As, as it later, later transpires, Sawboss obviously knew this planet was kind of doomed. So he's like, all right, we'll, we'll do something to force him down there. And what happens is uh, Jace sees a... It's like a symbol in the ice, It's isn't basically it? like a crop circle. circle yeah, a yeah. snow circle. A snow <laughs> circle. It's, it's the same pattern as the root the root medallion. It, yes, so they decide... Jace is like, no, we have to land on there, even though, like, Herc's like, this is a bad idea. And Gillian's like, this planet is going to explode and, yeah, and in Jace like an is hour. like, fuck you guys, I'm in charge. This is my ship. Land on the ice planet. Even... Herc just admits Jay's is an idiot for doing that for like because it's like 
that's it. They're saying, this is probably a trap. And everyone's like, yeah, this is a trap. And then Herc's like, yep, and that's what he does. He wanders <laughs> into traps. <laughs> it's just like, just flat out, yeah, he, that's 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 his thing. Jace just goes into traps. Yeah, he just throws a hissy fit and like stamps his foot down and is yeah. like, we're going. It's my dad. I, and I've also got a note here that Herc is quiptastic. <laughs> yeah, that, he, is, he is the sarcastic quipster. That is yeah. a role you need in every kid's cartoon. Um, but yes, uh, so like apparently, like I say, Sawboss is able to predict this uh, glacial collapse because what happens is they land the ship there. They go and investigate the carving, whatever it is, and decide, okay, now there's nothing here. We need to get the fuck off this planet. And as they go to take off again, the glacier just collapses and covers the ship and just they're fucking stuck under snow. And this was Sawboss's plan. This is apparently what he believed. He knew exactly where they would park on an, <laughs> a completely barren, icy wasteland. This is Hoth. Sorry, isn't it? Yes. We're not on Tatooine anymore. Yes, we're on Hoth. And, and, and then and that the ice would fall on them. I've written, it's just ridiculous. Like, how <laughs> we would possibly know. And then it cuts to Sawboss. He was like, aha, yes, my, my plan is coming together. <laughs> yeah, it's like the number of things that had to happen perfectly for that to all line up for Sawboss. It, There's no way. Yeah, no, Sorbos is uh, omnipotent. Maybe he's magic. Maybe he's God. And then my next note is just eyes in ca- all capitals with several exclamation marks. So in context, Oon's outside the ship and wandering around. They're trying to figure out how to dig the ship out. He just sees eyes in this kind of iceberg. Yeah, that's no Iceberg. <laughs> Sorry. You need to play the trombone noise in there. No. <laughs> so, no, I need the rim shot, but um, Tish. <laughs> but um, so he runs back to Jay's go, eyes, eyes, eyes in the snow. And they're like, what are you on about? And then they see the eyes, and then these basically non fuzzy Ewoks yeah. <laughs> just come kind out. Like, like, they're kind of, I they're don't know. They're kind of space. Gnome. Gnome Eskimos? Yeah, kind of space gnome type. I'm just going to... Uh, snowy walks. Yeah. They, they function kind of similar, but they, they come out and they're like, are you here to help us? Our planet is doomed because of this volcano. It's going to erupt. Please save us. Jace is like, yeah, sure, we'll stop the volcano. No, they don't tell him. They're just like, are you here to help us? And he's like, yes, what can I do? He doesn't bother to find out what the problem is before he commits himself. That's very true, actually. He's just like, yes, we'll save you. And then they're like, well, the planet is doomed because of a volcano. And he's like, fine. I fine. We'll think of something. It's fine. Even uh, he, he's like, "Hey, Gillian, have you got a volcano spell?" Yeah. <laughs> and Gillian I, just bosses it. He just like clicks his finger, doesn't he? A book appears out of nowhere. <laughs> he flicks his page with his hands, and then without looking at the book, he's like, "No," just shakes his head. <laughs> and then we're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to think of something else then." And then Herc do- goes to do a. This is very much Empire because Herc goes to do a hand solo and bail. With the like, like you know, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going. Like fuck this. <laughs> How global is this shithead? Because Gillian pulls the same fucking trick. He gets oh. some snow and turns it into a diamond. And he's like, look, oh, diamond. I, just, I feel so sorry oh, for Herc at this Herc, point. He's already pulled this one on you once before. Come <laughs> on, dude. Yeah, but that was gold. This is diamonds. That's like a completely <laughs> different thing. I genuinely thought because of the last episode, because there's no gold joke and payment joke, we were over this. And then it's like, oh. <laughs> Diamonds. Even shows Jace. Like, Jace is implicit in this. He he knows that it, they're continuing to trick her, and he's like, go on then. Yeah, yeah why, why not? It's fine. Why it's not? Funny. I'll allow it to happen. <laughs> and yeah, I just, so I've just put in block caps, Herc is an idiot. <laughs> Everyone yep. in this is <laughs> This is where I've got Una's shit as well <laughs> at the same time. So they come up with a plan to dig, basically dig a trench to the volcano and fill the volcano with snow. Well, first off, they tried to build like, they basically tried to 
sandbag the volcano, but snow, like snowbag it, like build up a, a dam effectively. I can't deal this with... This is like the opposite of the film Volcano, where they <laughs> use the LA system to channel the volcano down. They're, they're building a channel system to channel snow into the volcano. I have actually got notes in here as someone should have told Tommy Lee Jones this. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just can't deal with this being there. Well, first of all, at the start of the, or near the start of the episode, Herc makes some comment about the volcano being hot enough to cook an egg. They're like, well, that's fine. You you don't have to worry about that. Just go on with your life. <laughs> yeah, like... But, hot, but then hot. the plan to fill it with snow... I'm sorry, this, this episode actually and the pirate episode established that volcanoes in this cartoon universe aren't really that hot or dangerous. It's <laughs> just not a big deal. Well. Or, no. or, as, or as Sawboss calls it in the pirate episode and later, the receptacle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Prepare the receptacle. <laughs> So basically, Jace comes up with this plan to effectively try and freeze the volcano. And he's immediately like, the, the people of this planet, he just like puts them to slave yeah, labor. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. And he does like Gillian's digging, Herc's digging, Flora's digging, the entire population of this planet is digging. And Jace is just stood there going, work harder, work harder. Yeah, he just shouts everybody. <laughs> yeah, back and to work. Yeah. Things, yeah. And this, like I've written that this, like the peoples of this planet are sort of mentally challenged. Like, <laughs> They come across as a really simple people. Yeah, don't yeah, they really. Yeah, like when they're, they're talking, they're really simple language and everything. So. Yeah, I mean, their voice in general, like, is a very yeah simple person voice mm. without trying to sound too un, un, in yeah. unpolitically correct. Yeah, and they're just like being slave driven by this prick teenager who has a magic ring. Yeah, like, come on, are you telling me the, they never they don't use the ring in this episode? And this is prime ring usage. Like, exactly. ring of light Where's magic. no earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> bring, yeah. Like, you could have done this in seconds. Literally just gone up to the volcano and gone, ring of light magic, my volcano disappear. So this episode <laughs> is not a ring episode. And my, my theory, why? Because this is a toy selling episode. Mm. Yeah. Because what happens after this is that the monster mines start to attack. Sawboss is like, oh no, he's going to turn the volcano off and they send everyone in. And then all of a sudden, there's a million different MacGuffin toys mm. attached to the Lightning League's like ships. Like I've got, I've got it. There's the Mind Messer. Yeah. Yes. The, the one that's called the Lightning Gun, which does not shoot lightning. No, but it, it makes it makes them speed up, so it makes the the mace thing attached to the thing spin so fast it flies off in a hurricane. Yeah, I was just like, how is that a lightning gun? Like, so good. There's one called the Mega Launcher, which yeah. is just I have. I thought that was going to be much more impressive. In block capitals, Mega Launcher, which was yeah. just like, yeah, okay, that that's toy selling material right there. And then what? Uh, skid gun as well. Yes. They've got yeah. a skid gun, which is like an oil slick shooting thing. <laughs> Yeah, they they they're really pushing hard the uh, the vehicles in this episode. Yeah, this is about the detachable items. That you, what are they called? Exchangeable. Exchange. <laughs> yes, exchangeable. So they, as they proceed through, Jace keeps they they battle off the monster mines. During the attack, Jace and Oon get up on this kind of like sandbag snowbag effectively wall that they built and the monster mines start attacking them and they caught they cause that wall to collapse which then funnel like the trench that they've dug funnels all the ice through that trench and it just kind of smothers over the volcano and that's it like that's how you stop volcanoes it's kind just of a temporary fix ice. though right jace totally legolas is up 
some falling ice bricks as yeah. this ice dam falls. He does a whole like jumping as it falls. It's brilliant. So they say they save they save the planet. Everything's kind of hunky dory, even though like I'm pretty sure they've not frozen the volcano to its core. They've just kind of cooled the surface because there is no amount of ice you can put into a volcano that is going to stop <laughs> it being a fucking volcano. If anything, like creating like a hard cap to a volcano will probably make it even more explosive. Gonna, yeah, I mean, tectonic plates are just going to shift and become really, like, unstable. You're going to cause even further climate, like, ecological disasters down the line. You've not saved these people. You've just fucked them in a different Jace way. Jace doesn't care, though. No. Jace doesn't give a shit. He lives in the right now. Yeah, he's, right done his, he's, he's done his good deeds. Yeah, that's all that matters. They've saved this planet. They they go off to leave and Herc's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, my diamonds, the people are like, do you mind if I have some of your diamonds? And they're like, diamonds, diamonds? And he's like, Killian, diamonds. And Killian's just like, oh, you mean this? And he just turns back to snow and he's just like, Ugh. And the whole planet laughs at her. Belly laughs. Yeah. Everybody just laughs at him. Look at this dickhead. <laughs> like, Herc's got to be developing some kind of like real like complex by now because they're just constantly laughing at him. He's just like, oh, I'm shit, I'm shit, I'm so worthless. <laughs> I mean, fool me once, shame on me and all this, right? <laughs> fool me twice, like, he's, he's starting to fall for it all too often. But this is when he has no authority or agency anymore in this show. Like, on his own ship, he is not even second in command. This kid has just broken him. He's beaten him down. They've manipulated him. This is just his life now. This is he is, normal he is holding now. on to this idea, though, that, that he will get paid for this in the end. Because that's all that's keeping him going, Mark. That's like yeah. his one shred of hope. He's already accrued so much damage and things. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, actually, it, com- it kind of comes on. We, we kind of touch on this on the, uh, in the next episode, which is episode eight, uh, Space Outlaws. Wait, I've called this X marks the spot for a space pirate booty call. <laughs> this is <laughs> the longest title yet. I think this is the first episode where there's a woman or a female character other than Flora. Yeah, and oh, howdy, are there just women? It's just pirate women pirates. That's it. It's just a nation of women pirates. You can't tell me this wasn't some writer's fantasy episode. What if there's pirates, but they're all women? How does that sound? And everyone else is just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Let Pete have his pirates. So. The episode opens with them wanting to, or, well, Jace gets a signal from the route that there's something going on in Sector 87J, which is, uh, Herc's like, no, 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 we can't go there. I used to work there. And Flora's like, oh, did you mind? He's like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh no, it's ruled by outlaws and pirates and ships that go in there never come back. It's a bad idea. So, of course, they go because Jace is like, no, 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 we're going. You don't know what you're talking about, Herc. <laughs> I've got a note here because, like, Herc mentions the only, the only fond memory here is Morgana. And I'm, uh, my immediate note was Herc has a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what you yelled because I think I was in the kitchen and you just yelled at me, Herc has a prostitute. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like outlaws, you know, like, I just assumed that it was going to be possible. Sex work might be legal in this universe. We don't know. Hey, it's legal here. Uh, but uh, turns out she's a pirate queen, not a hooker. So they fly into this zone and they're, start, they're flying through this asteroid belt. And then all of a sudden, all these little red things cover the ship and basically just disable all the systems. And this other bigger ship basically comes along, docks with them, boards them, uh, and Jason Gillian and Flora all and Brock all manage to hide and they just find Herc and Oon. 
So they're like, they think they're the only people on board because uh, Gillian creates a, an invisibility. I'd say board. managing to hide <laughs> yeah. is an understatement yeah. because he MacGuffins a bubble <laughs> around them that makes them invisible to everyone. That moves but with They them. don't mention it, but it actually renders them silent yeah, as well because yeah, they yeah. just chat shit in the middle of this <laughs> bubble while these space pirate women are all running around them. The space pirate women who all look fabulous. Mm-hmm. 80s, shoulder pads, It's big very hair, new romantic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a complete like new romantics pirates. It's great. great. So yeah, they take Herc and Oon prisoner and they start kind of like stripping the ship and basically take it back. Oh, imagine to their how base. long it would take to move all that lead off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a great scene if they just cut to one of these pirates going into the hole. Like, why have they got all this lead? lead? Why have they got this room full of water? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I tell you what, they also strip Herc. Yes, they do. Yes, shirtless hurt. He is cartoons, right? Like someone not wearing their generic get-up is really odd. Oh, what's really funny later is when he reunites with Morgana. She's like, "Oh, I'll dress. You know, you can join us. I'll get you one of our uniforms, and it's just his clothes." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, yeah, so they establish there's nothing valuable. We've, we've established nothing valuable on the ship. But they do take like a part, don't they? They take a part. Well, they, they take. All, they, they take. They start on. taking all the ship apart, and they start like stripping the vehicles and stuff because. Um, mm-hmm. Gillian, Jason, that they they manage to that they stay hidden and they manage to get to where the vehicles are and they've been completely left unattended. And so he's like, Gillian, can you fix the vehicles? He's like, with a bit of time and a bit of magic, sure. So meanwhile, Jace goes off to try and find Herc. And it's at this point that we learn that, uh, you know, effectively Sawboss is controlling the pirates and making them pay tribute. And at one point, Oon's picked up by this giant electromagnet and dropped in this pit of gold just golden objects and they all stick to him because he's been magnetized and gold is not magnetic no after the cobalt 42 situation <laughs> the magnetic gold really got me yeah I was like these people have no concept of how metallurgy works at all <laughs> well they teaching the kids you know what I mean <laughs> was magnetic for months after this episode when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, just like kids with, well, I was going to say kids with gold bars trying to magnetize <laughs> it. Like, where's kids going to get gold oh, bars the 80s were a different time. Well, authority doesn't quite reach here, though, because, like, the pirate captain is negotiating with him and pushing back and everything. Like, she's talking talking shit to him, isn't mm. she? Like, well, it's not like he's fully in charge here. No, definitely not. Like, uh, she actually says to him, because he's like, I know, because he strips the gold off Oon. He's like, I know that robot. He's part of the Lightning League. He's <laughs> say like that. Yeah. He's part of the Lightning League. He is. Yeah, he's like, go and question him. And they, they like, they put Herc in a mind probe. And that's when uh, I think Jace shows up to try and uh, try and rescue him. Mm. And uh, fails. And fails. Because he's driving uh, armed forces. And it just falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Gillian's, Gillian's repair job. <laughs> yeah, Gillian's magic has run out. Gillian warned him. He was like, well, I fixed it, but it probably isn't that good. And he's like, whatever. Jumps in, <laughs> tries through a wall, immediately falls apart. Yeah. It's just stop the mind probes, though, I think. Yeah, they stop this because, yeah, like driving through the wall short circuits the mind probe. Jay stops the mind to- probe by revealing that he is there in the room. <laughs> like, you don't need to question him anymore. I've just driven through your wall. <laughs> I've rendered your mind probe pointless because, hey, hello. Because <laughs> this is what I do. I just walk straight into the trap. They try to rescue Herc. They kind of fail and basically leg it off again and leave him behind. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then it comes back. Yes, that's it. They 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 go to this is where we get the receptacle. And it's like Sawboss is like, you know, you have to take him to the receptacle, and the receptacle is a lava pit. Which is <laughs> a lava pit though, that they just go out on a plank over. Because <laughs> they're pirates, they have to have a plank. I just love that he <laughs> yeah. called it the receptacle. It would have been much more intimidating to say take them to the lava pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the receptacle, it sounds like a, you know, maybe it's just a nice welcome room. Yeah. Or just not just any plank as well. It's like an articulated mechanical plank because it's the future too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, on it when like Herc is, he's like handcuffed and Morgan, and he's like, uh, Sawbus is saying, well, we'll put the woman on it too and that'll make that blasted teenager show up. And she's on it and she's like, oh, I don't know if I can stand it any longer. And she's literally standing on a piece of metal. That's yeah, like, a meter like what is your away. problem? Yeah, Naomi. Up for 10 minutes or more. And we know from the previous episode, this lava probably isn't that hot. So oh, we definitely are about to find out how hot it is, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it cuts back to Gillian. Just a little bit of exposition. Dump. Oh, you know, the pirates brought armed force back to where it was originally. And I fixed it properly this time. Have at it. <laughs> It's just like in that brief period, like the time continuity of this entire shit, even just inside an episode makes no fucking it's sense. It's all over the place. But yeah, he's always managed to fix Arm Force. So Jace jumps into Arm Force and goes, like to go and rescue Herc. Uses, oh, that's it. Gillian gets a fuck ton of mad of fire extinguishers. <laughs> Yeah. That's oh, how he puts God. Out just seven or eight fire extinguishers. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a fuck ton. <laughs> just cast a spell and they, they hover over the lava pit, it's, don't they, during it's the single fight. single digit fire extinguishers. And I wrote again here, someone should have told Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit that happened in Volcano, just a few fire extinguishers, they'd have been fine. Young Tommy Lee Jones could have played Hurt, but current Tommy Lee Jones could play Gillian. <laughs> I don't know, that accent might not work. No, it'd be great. It'd be fun. No, I mean, the only person you could have, like, there's there's two people you could have play like, Gillian in a live action, Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart. Oh, I don't know. I think they're both too good for it. Are you saying that Jason the Wheel Warriors is beneath Star War actors? Yes. Ian McKellen or Gillian, though. I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but Gillian puts out the uh, the lava with fire extinguishers. Sawboss becomes scared of women because they all just decide, we're standing up to you. We're not going to take your shit. And he's just like, oh no, okay, fire enough, I'm out. <laughs> There's no fight back. Like, no, it immediately bails. No, tr- no attempt to quell the rebellion of the pirate women. He's just like, oh no, 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 no. They've, 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 they've said no. They've stood up to me. I've yeah, hey, got to back off. He respects women. That's good. Yeah, uh, no means. Jace then... Basically, they're like, hey, Jace, thank you for saving us. You can have, you know, you can have anything you want. He's like, well, you've returned and you've fixed our shit. Uh, the only thing that I ask is you stop robbing people. And so he basically turned, forces them to become freedom fighters. Wrecks the economy of the society. Yeah, this is how sex work begins in space, isn't it? <laughs> Their main source of income has been taken away. He gives them a comp- they give them a compass, actually. They give them a tool to find Audric. But nothing, again, to the end of the episode, nothing's ever mentioned as a result of the compass. I mean, maybe it just turned out to just be a regular old compass and they tricked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did get a little bit of character development with Herc in this one, though. Yes. Like, there was a little bit of Herc backstory. So as they're going to leave, uh, him and Morgana have like a, 
a moment where she's like, you know, I, I like my, I have a, we both have hearts of stone and I have a soft spot for you and you have a soft spot for that boy. You're not really looking to get paid. You care about him. And she's like, I'll keep your secret if you keep mine. And they have a, they have an embrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like, like he's in it for the money invested in it, but actually he's yeah. not. And I will say, Morgana, yeah, tasty. Yeah. Like yeah. a big pink eye makeup. She kind of, actually, she's kind of got Gem's eye makeup. I thought that, yeah. Gem and the holograms, yeah. yeah. Um, and this was this was where I realized that uh, it was the pride of the skies too, not just the pride of the skies. And I thought like, what happened to the first one? <laughs> but now we know. Yeah. It was made of Cobalt 42. episode where, was it one of the pirate women says to her, oh, you're, you're the captain of the pride of the skies too? And I thought it was like, you're the captain of the Pride of the Skies, as well as doing something else. But it is the name of the ship. Yeah. Right. Now we feel for him. I've actually written, the last note I've written for this is that, like, is this now the end of the money gag? Like, they've established <laughs> no. now. No. Just in it for the money. He's doing it for the, like, he's doing it for the crew. He's doing, he is part of the Lightning Yeah, but it, 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 that's the <laughs> secret between him and Morgana. Jason, that don't know. That, as far as they're concerned, he's still in it for the money. So yeah, that that's that. I, I actually thought this was actually like as preposterous as some of the points were, and as hilarious as Armed Force just falling apart. <laughs> like that was the highlight of the episode for me. Just Jason like busting in, like I'm here to save you. And then <laughs> 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 like, you can't you can't go wrong with space pirates. Yeah, I thought this was actually a pretty good episode, all things considered. No MacGuffin ring use as nope. well? No, no MacGuffin ring use. The, the The main MacGuffin was Gillian. <laughs> and, and we got some Herc character development, which I, I really liked. Yeah. So I thought this was actually a really strong episode. And we come on to episode nine, which has the stupidest fucking title. It's called The Future of the Future. <laughs> I've got it light as might when the time is right. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> That's a way better name. When, so when you told me it was called The Future of the Future, I thought like the, the file had been misnamed and you were making a joke about it or something. I didn't realize it was the actual name of the episode. No, it's called The Future of the Future, which <laughs> just made me think of uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the episode is as confusing as the title. Yes. yes, it really is. So it starts off, and my my the opening scene, and my like I think you've seen this film as well, so you'll get the reference. Gillian's doing mega shark science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's pouring light into light. Like sprinkles He's just sparkle. there with his beakers. He filled the beaker with glitter and then poured the glitter into one one beaker to another. That's what it roughly looks like. Yeah, but he's, he then explains that, yes, I've made this uh, concoction of pure light and it proves that I'm one of the wise men in the universe and I can take someone with me where we're going because they're already going there. He's like, imagine if you fucked this up and he wasn't worthy and they got there and he's like, oh shit, sorry, we got to turn around. But, yeah, because they were pretty close to this place as the episode started. So presumably at some point he was like, hey, just go to these coordinates. I'll explain later. And they were all like yeah okay i guess well i mean it's not it's by far not the dumbest suggestion that anyone's had (laughs) so far as where to go in this series right (laughs) (laughs) and he he just pours the light into his hand and so it just becomes like a little prism (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it basically just becomes a prism and like this this is proof that i am smart and one of the wisest men in the universe so I'm going to buy myself and a made prism. made a sparkly rock. I'm just going to buy myself a prism and walk around. Like, like people question me. I was like, hey, hey, prism. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> this is proof of my genius. This piece of quartz. So they go to this, they go to a space within space that's not a space. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's like basically just all misty and foggy and none of the instruments work. Before they go in, Sorbos attaches, uh, sends something else, like a CCTV vine. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, Dead. I forgot about that. He's basically, because it cuts to Sorbos and he's, and he's like, ah, the time has finally come for the old man to take him there. Like he knows of this place and everything. So Sorbos, obviously one of the wise men of the universe, if he knows of the, the existence of this place, really, right? So he's yeah. got, yeah. got to be pretty switched on. So yeah, he's not quite equivalent. Like he's there mixing like black glitter. Together. Well, I mean, he's the power <laughs> of the black light. That's his old yeah. gimmick, right? It's the black light sunspot from the sun flare that gives him all his... Powers? Whatever kind of powers he needs in that particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> they land... <laughs> they they go in there and they, they land and they're like, okay... Gillian's like, I need to take Jace, and only Jace, only Jace can do this. Everyone else has to wait, wait here. Yes, so there's a there's a drill vine as well dispatched, uh, I believe, because yeah, it, it's it, after they leave. There's a drill vine because it start again. The same thing happens. The the vines start like clogging up the ship. I think it's the same footage, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty yeah, much. Probably. And again, the ship like and it's Flora. Flora can sense the vines. I've just realized this. She didn't sense it in the previous episode either. And she didn't sense the CCTV vine being attached. Like, yes. The, like, there's definitely that's... plant life in there that she should be picking up. Her, her, maybe her powers are just a bit sketchy. Things get ahead in the game. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's got like a secret drug addiction that's in, you know. Is this why her keeps calling her weed head? <laughs> oh man, the next episode. Yeah, maybe that's what they start <laughs> to make a deal with Flora actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've got the sport, uh, basically Sawboss CIA going on. Uh, yeah, I made a note as well. Second time they didn't notice vines drilling into the hull of the ship. Like what the... F- does this ship not have any kind of external sensors? I think, does this mean that the ship is just so janky to start with that you don't notice when things are going wrong? Just flying through just space. Just like, oh, it's just the ship. Just flying through space and bits are falling off. Yeah, and- <laughs> this is how it always is. Next episode, a little as well. Maybe we'll talk about it then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, Gillian takes uh, Jace out there and they're greeted by Rhino Man. <laughs> yeah. He's like a monk. Bebop, rhino Rock Monk? Steady. Uh, rock, um, steady. rock Steady. Yeah, Steady yeah, is the Rhino Man. So, yeah, basically, um, really rock steady. the monk version of Rock Steady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, yep. Yeah. You can you can see the future. Follow me this way, and then they kind of it's the future's that way. They point him in a direction, and then Gillian and the guy disappear. And Gillian and the Rhino Man start talking. He's like, "You didn't tell him about the test." No, no, no. Of course, he didn't tell him about the test. Surprise test episode. Every episode, every series is one of these. The portals of time so disappointing. Yeah, it's literally architect paper folded up over itself. You know, the blue and white paper that you see. I thought the whole seeing the future thing, like it was all very disappointing. It was very abstract as well. But so as 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 Jace is wandering through, like this crossroads effectively appears in the mist, and he goes one way, and he starts to head down this path, and then he sees this girl who's like on a precipice of this narrow cliff, and he's like, "Help me! Help me! Help me!" And then the Rhino Man appears, and he's like, "No, Jace, come with me now, or you'll lose your chance to see the future." And he's like, "No, I have to go and help her." And he starts running to help her, and then this ice dragon appears out of nowhere. <laughs> I like this episode because we got a Pokemon battle. Yes. <laughs> it's like Diplodocus ice dragon type thing, isn't it? Versus Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 so I, 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 yeah, I switch off. Where did the Phoenix actually come from? Was That's that, his ring. Yeah. Oh, that the was ring. the ring of yeah. life. What I'm talking about. Right in this episode, we've established Jace actually does know because he he goes, 
how can I beat this ice dragon? Oh, I know. And then points his ring up and the phoenix comes out. So he's now getting to be more aware of how to control the ring or knew all along. Or he's just like, well, this MacGuffin's worked in the past. <laughs> I just got like, I, I was just thinking like all the mundane uses you might be like, can't find the can opener. Ring <laughs> magic Take the top off the can, sorted. I think I think it's fair to say if if any if any of us had a ring of power, that's how we would use it. We wouldn't be out fighting crime or stopping dragons or whatever. We'd just be like, oh, the door's stuck. Ring of might. Wait. <laughs> Either that or like, I need pizza. Ring, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say as well, I think shower and ring of might is nowhere near as good as like He-Man. I have the power. You know what I nah, mean? There's nah. not it's enough. ring of light, magic might. He did change it up in one episode, yeah, didn't there's he? A couple he gave like that... a whole poem speech. Yeah, there's one where like they, they, they just amped up the artwork on the ring and focused in on it for an episode, which is like where he's doing it. It's like all glittery and really highly detailed. But yeah, so he pulls so he pulls a, a, a phoenix out of his ring. <laughs> that sentence doesn't scam. <laughs> <laughs> he MacGuffin's a phoenix. And yeah. meanwhile, meanwhile on the ship, I've, again, I've written Una's shit. The vines are like encroaching upon everything, and Herc literally bats Oon out of the way, grabs his lance, <laughs> and, and then he's just thwacking vines with the lance. What? This lance never gets lance usage. No. What I've got is Herc fences, vi- fences vines with lance. So he's basically fencing them. I all. feel like Oon says at least once an episode that the lance is magic. I've never seen him do anything magical with it. No, it's a bolt, it's a thwacker, it's not, not once a lance for magic. Yeah, so the phoenix beats this ice dragon. The girl's now slipping and she's like got the best grip strength of anything. She's, she's hanging by oh, one hand for so long. Jace is going to help him, then the rhino man appears again. He's like, no, Jace, you have to come now, otherwise you'll you won't fight, you won't see the future. But he's like, no, I can't leave her and goes and saves her because she's a good person. And uh, as he saves her, it all disappears and he's like, the fuck? <laughs> and she, and I quote, he's like, congratulations, you've passed the test of goodness and courage. Now you are allowed to see the future. Is goodness a word? Well, I mean, it is. It's just not a very eloquent way of putting it. Yeah. But this is a kid's show. Surely the test of virtue and courage. Yeah, would be that would be name. nicer. Yeah. yeah. But we've seen established over the last eight episodes, we, we've established he's got balls of courage. This <laughs> 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 is like spurious. <laughs> so he gets to go and see the future and he enters this space where we get some proper Ulysses 31 style visuals going on in the background. What he sees is like this, um, what's the word for those like spike big... Oh, yeah, an obelisk. obelisk with his dad on it. So and he goes running towards it and then saw bosses technodrome appears and he's like oh god that's my future it's bad it's bad it's like i need and he goes back to gillian gillian's like well you'll have to find a way to change the future (laughs) yeah go there see your future like it's a big deal and then gillian's like we'll just change it then yeah Yeah. it's fine (laughs) don't pay don't pay too much attention to it jays yeah yeah i I watched it twice because i had no idea what was going on i had to be like obelisk technodrome what So, well, it kind of gets explained a little bit later on. But at this point, the drill by, like, the monster mines have started spawning. And so there's uh, some of the vehicles coming to attack. And they go back and they get into uh, they get into a fight. And I've just got a note here, which is mud gun, exclamation mark. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they've just got again, a gun. This one has the secret gun and the mud gun. 
And I put secret gun, not so fucking secret. Like, what else is going to be in that fucking big sticky up panel? Like, <laughs> could have been a fire extinguisher. They're handy. A twix. Because <laughs> in this one, the monster mine vehicles move like people a little bit as well. So, like, they rear up on their back wheels I, and move their. Yeah, I noticed there, that like, as well. Like a horse, kind of like a as well. Yeah, kind of like a horse getting ready to gallop. Just before this all happens, actually, as well, Gilly, we we've finally established that Gillian isn't just an all-powerful MacGuffin. He establishes that he is definitely solar powered. Yes, he is, he's got Superman weakness, basically. Like he can't do something because he hasn't been in the sun or hasn't yeah. Well, yeah. So Jace wants to uh, has got a plan. Air quotes. The plan involves Gillian being able to create a like in the first episode, they do reference it that that yeah. protection, that wall of like light protection. And Gillian's like, Yes, but I had the sun there. I don't have it now and I can't. So they like, well, we've got to try anyway. And the general plan is that Jace stops and surrenders and he's like, I will only surrender directly to Sorboss. And Sorboss is like, I'm not going to give in to your demands. And he's like, well, fine, then you're going to have to, you'll miss out on the satisfaction of destroying I think, me. I just want to say, this is a really bad move by Sorbos. Like, all he's been trying to do for the whole series so far is get his hands on Jace and, and just destroy him. And the first time Jace is like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Sorbos is like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. He's a Bond He's a Bond villain, though. <laughs> this is like the, the vase uh, melting thing all over again. <laughs> yeah. That happens slowly, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So, yeah, Jace surrenders, uh, eventually manages to convince uh saw boss to show up uh so saw boss technodromes his way over <laughs> he's like okay gillian do your thing and it fails and he's like oh shit what am i gonna do and we get some ring of light mcguffin more mcguffin so so see this is one thing i've noticed when they don't use the ring of light in an episode they use it twice in the next episode to make up for <laughs> it's gonna be an even amount definitely yeah. 65 the ring <laughs> He basically is like ring of light magic, right? And it just creates such immense light and like electricity that it's basically killing and damaging Sorbos to the point that he just tries to leg it. I'm like, okay, so you're you're traveling all over the, the galaxy to find your father to unite this magic route when you've clearly got the power to beat Sorbos on your fucking hand already. Just go find Sorbos and do that again. Yeah, and then your dad won't have to flee around the galaxy for the rest of his life. Yeah, he it's can just like come home. plot hole. Also, I feel like I kept thinking I had missed something in his vision of the future because nothing that happens here relates to what he saw. But he's like, well, I changed the future. Well, the idea is... Within 30 seconds, everyone's like, well, you've changed the future now then. Well, he explains it is that Sawboss is never going to try and capture me in his Technodrome again. But but in the future that he saw, he wasn't trying to capture him. He captures his dad, but it's a very big logic leap. I actually put here, don't need root, ring fixes everything. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like, like Sorbos doesn't have a dark light equivalent of this ring. So like, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, he just runs away. Yeah. So yeah, that that's the, basically the ultimate takeaway from this episode is nothing of note happens. Yeah, it's just yes. a big reset episode. Like at the end of this and episode, no money nothing is different. Sorry. Just from last episode, there is no money gag in this episode. No, not at all. Although, where were you? I like it would be hard to make a money gag out of this one, I guess, because it's just missed. Oh, but you could have done like, a, oh, I want to see my future and see how much coal I'm going to get at the end of our mission, haha, kind of thing. Yeah, missed opportunity. So yeah, they they basically fly away with the confidence that Jace has changed his future by using a ring, which I'm like, they don't even check. 
you, that you're still there at the future place. You could just go back to the portal of the future and look and just check that it's not there. It's a one-time use gig. You, <laughs> if you want to see it again, you're going to have to rescue another girl. <laughs> you have to pass the test again, but this time it's harder. It's There's level two. two girls. <laughs> <laughs> or two dragons. <laughs> two dragons, one ring. <laughs> That's a... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Move on. Uh, so then we come to the final episode uh, that we reviewed this time around, episode 10, Underwater, a.k.a. Depressed Fish. <laughs> they are really sad fish. I've called this passive-aggressive water world, actually. <laughs> Both the fish, the fish and the, the crew are oddly, like, sultry in this. So this episode actually has quite a hot open because it opens up with them on a planet, uh, again, another Tatooine. Uh, <laughs> just fighting the monster minds they're like just opens up yeah it's nice kind of in media res stuff which you don't well we haven't seen so far really yeah so i thought that was a really good open to the episode one of the notes was they had that one of the weapon uses in this was liquid oxygen yeah Mm -hmm. liquid oxygen gun I don't know how that damages a plant. Surely plants thrive on oxygen. It would turn into steam if you shot liquid oxygen anywhere. Who knew? But uh, yeah, it's just like liquid oxygen gun. And it, and it freezes it, I, I guess. I think they just started pulling It'll science terms out of hats. I, I, I don't know what it actually comes like. Well, obviously, it just kind of blinds the monster mind. But it's just like, I'm sure this is not how this works. My uh, favorite bit about this escape is when uh, Gillian just casts some light into the ship to make it go. <laughs> like, it's like failing to start and turn over. And Herc's like, I can't get it to start. Well, Can he, you give us juice? Well, he overloads it, if you remember. Yeah. Too much light into it, <laughs> and then uh, like Jason's like, "You need to get the ramp down. We need to go." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, hold on." I'm just trying this to is actually. Is there an equivalent of a? Is there a competitor for Tesla? Because Sawboss is like Tesla, <laughs> and these guys are still. They're trying to use light to do everything, but they're not really doing so well at it. Um, I guess you could say it's like the uh, I don't know, like a uh, is it the Nissan E Leaf? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is, no, it's it, they're in the uh, Toyota Prius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Toyota is too, sorry. Yeah. I think we also have to mention, because it's, I think it's a bit of a character development at the beginning with uh, Herc and Flora when Herc is just literally just pressing buttons on his ship to try and make it do things. Clearly doesn't know what he's doing and Flora's like, I want to help. And he's like, cool, press buttons with me. And then yells at her because she presses the one button that you're not supposed to press. That sets off the tone of the episode. That's why everything gets really passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. right? Everybody just gets so salty with each other. I just, I love that. Like, at one point, she presses the button, and then her kind of like disciplines her, and Jace like chides him yeah. for like for trying to discipline her. Like, you're not her real dad type of situation. <laughs> it's really odd. It's just always the first. The thing that gets me about that is that Herc clearly has no idea how to fly his ship because he is literally just spamming buttons and hoping something will happen. Well, that's why he's got the second one, isn't it? Really, <laughs> no wonder he lost the first. <laughs> yeah, so Herc's just like button mashing the ship to try and get them the fuck out of there, basically. Uh, they do eventually escape the planet. Herc, this is where we get the first instance of Herc calling Flora Weedhead. Like, Herc's really short with Flora throughout this episode. That's kind of like their mini little story arc. Is like, Herc's just really mean to Flora. Oon's I, I, like, oh, at least nothing else bad can happen. And I forget what, what actually happens. Jace's dad, giant. Oh, yeah, giant he's like projected into the yeah. sky. Projected uh, into the sky next to the ship. Yes, and uh, like I, I've got like I've got written down. Oon Oon had to fucking tempt fate, <laughs> and then Jace has depression. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you did just this giant dad's head. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't so, know he's alive. It's very confusing. Yeah. yeah, it was very reminiscent of when you see the gods' heads in um, Ulysses yeah. 31. Or in the Hunger Games, where they project the dead competitors' pictures <laughs> into the sky. So, Chase, your dad is dead. <laughs> Sorry, we had to break he it to died you, I guess. of an overdose. Overdose. <laughs> overdose. Soon, Jace again goes, Oon, you're with me. Let's go investigate. Yeah. Of all the partners. But it's, well, it's they, clearly because he's so fucking expendable in this instance. Well, they trace the signal. They, they, like, they start tracing the signal of the projection. They trace it back to this planet, which is yet another Tatooine-style desert planet, except it's got like one bit of water source. And it turns out that Sawboss is draining this last this lake or ocean or whatever for all the water. And uh, they're like, why is he doing that? And Gillian's like, well, you know, some worlds are really dry and arid and uh, Sawboss can use this to be able to seed the vines on worlds without water. So like, okay, well, we have to go down there and find out because obviously my father's been there. There's a projection. And they, so they head down to, they head to, uh, to the planet and uh, Jace puts on the clunkiest, weirdest diving suit that's got kind of like Madonna tits type, you know, the pointy, <laughs> like the chest plate yeah. is just really out and pointy. And it's like half space, space suit, half wetsuit, and very, very eight. And he takes Oon with him diving because that's where you establish that Oon catches a cold if you get and wet. Apparently, can rust. Yeah. But they, so they go, they go swimming down and they find a goldfish bowl castle, which is what it is. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Like the creepy looking fish. With like fish the weird thing. human faces. Yeah. That is just talking in the most depressed Eeyore voice of all time. Oh, <laughs> it's like, like heart speed, isn't it, as well? It's mm. very hard to understand what they're yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, he's like, yeah, like the fish explains that, you know, our planet's in trouble and we've been projecting images of all the visitors that we've had over time in the hope that some, either one of them or someone who knew them would come back and help us. Jace is like, well, one of the visions you projected was my father, Aldrich. And he's like, ah, yes, yes, Aldrich. And he tells him about Aldrich coming down. And Aldrich's got this like cool kind of X-Wing style fighter jet. And he's like, yeah, he tried to fight off the monster mines from dry, uh, from sucking all our ocean and failed completely and crashed. And then just teleport gun the hell out of there. <laughs> Another MacGuffin. He's got a, he's got a gun that's got a calculator on, and he points it and just, pulls the trigger like it's a gun though, and it just teleports him, but not the teleporter. Not what yet. a shit gun, shit future bit of tech. Yeah, it's like oh, it'll teleport you, but the gun stays behind. It's like How what do, if you want to yeah. use it again? It's, yeah. This is a one use item, right? Which indicates it's a very cheap, easily replaced piece of equipment. Maybe he's made it on the fly. Maybe I like the fact that he he was like, oh, look, I've tried to help, I failed, I'm out. That's it. I was thinking by this stage the toy company are really like struggling to make, you know, they're making like Aqua Jace and trying <laughs> to introduce the, the toy teleporter gun for no. uh, his dad as well. Like this is the second wave of toys. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah, and then never, the second wave of toys never fucking happened because they fucked up the first one so hard. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was the other note that I made before they actually get to the thing is like Jace is warned that it could be Sawboss that's doing the projection and this is where Herc finally gets like he was being pissy with um, Flora but he basically just gets pissy with everybody in this episode yeah, by this time they spent a lot of time in space together mm -hmm. just the few right and well, Herc didn't even get laid when he met the spice, space pirates they just <laughs> left straight away the, the spice, spice girl, girl. <laughs> the, spice girl the 80s spice girl but yeah you the know pirate so, like, spice. they're starting to get cabiny fever right and this yeah. is when they do 
before they want to send people to Mars because you've got to spend like months and months yeah. with just a few. Yeah, and I mean, it's Jace. Would you want to spend three months in space with Jace? I wouldn't want to spend three minutes in space with Jace. <laughs> it's very like, yeah, it's like you can see why the crew of the Red Dwarf, like Red Dwarf guys are just like everyone just like, okay, we're going to dogpile on Rimmer because, you know, yeah. We need someone to take a shower. Yeah, and Herc has finally cracked because they've been <laughs> giving him shit for nine fucking weeks. He's finally figured out the diamond gold thing. Yeah, he's just like, I ain't getting paid for shit. Oh, no. Yep, never mind. So, yeah, Audric's done his teleport thing. The They go, right, we're going to help We're gonna help these fish. As Boone and Jace are try, like swimming back up to the surface to head back to the Pride of the Skies, they get caught by the vines and we get Ring of Light usage where it just fires off lots of laser discs that cut <laughs> through all the mines. <laughs> like, this this ring is, like, the most useful thing. That Like, fuck the vehicles. They don't need anything. They just need the ring. I know. I realized, like, when making this cartoon as well, the toy makers were really doing themselves out of the job because they just needed to make a ring for the kids. <laughs> they basically made everything else shit and useless. Yeah, like, if you were watching this, well, I guess I can ask you, Nero, if you were watching this as a kid, would you want the vehicles or would you want the ring? I told you in the first episode, yeah. I, I used to fucking have a real hard-on for Armed Force. I, <laughs> I thought Armed Force was the coolest fucking thing in the world. It is a digger with guns, mm-hmm. which, you know, as a kid, a digger... super <laughs> secret guns, yes. <laughs> but as a digger... Like, as, as a digger? As a digger. When, when I, I were a digger. When I were a digger, when I were a wee lad. But as a kid, you know, the concept of a digger with guns <laughs> is, like, cool. I guess. But... This is one thing I did know in this is that all the vehicles are basically armed construction vehicles. Yeah. It's That's like true. you've got you've got spike trike, which is like a, a plow, drill sergeant, which is a drill. And there are multiple uses where drill sergeant drills a hole way bigger than it should be able to in this. I think that's just the thing in 80s cartoons, though, right? Because we watched an episode of Mask after we watched this. And there's a, there's a scene where they blow a hole in a mountain and it makes a cave. It's it just makes a perfect a tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoilers for the next season. <laughs> you can't spoil Mask. So part of the plan getting back to this, to rescue the fish, involves the Pride of the Skies 2 going underwater. And this yes. is what I was talking about in the last few episodes. This establishes how shit the ship is. Because Herc is like, oh man, I don't know if it's watertight. This thing flies in space routinely and he's not sure that it's watertight. But this is what got me, is Gillian's like, oh, it's all right, I'll use some magic to make it watertight. And he uses this lightning magic and all it does is close the doors. <laughs> Bulkheads, bulkheads, that's it, magic bulkheads that were probably there already. It's, it's just, just like, yeah. Herc didn't know how to use them because okay. he's a shit pilot. Well, the button is in the control room because there's so many fucking flashing lights and switches. <laughs> He'd have to get the ladder across, you know what I mean? It's just My like, issue with this is... Could you, like, you know you get the, sorry, you know you get the, um, like, the what the manuals for cars, the, like, you know, those, those instruction manuals for cars. You imagine the one for the Pride of the Skies too, it's probably like five million pages long. <laughs> Fuses there must be in that shit. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh god. My issue with this is why they take it underwater as well. I don't know what it actually does underwater that they need it for. Well, see, this is, could it should it even go underwater? Is is a spaceship oh. okay to go underwater? Like it's a very different. Well, kind of pressure, of, yeah. What yeah. was what was the quote that you referenced to me? While it's, we were... it's in Futurama where they take the uh, I can't remember the name of the, the Planet Express ship where they take it underwater. Is it the episode where they go to Lost City of Atlantis? Yeah. The, you know, um, the professor is saying, oh, you know, the hole's going to break. She she can't take much more, much more. I, I'm going to fuck up the quote. Much more pressure. And Fry's like, well, how much, how many atmospheres worth of pressure can the ship withstand? 
And the professor says, well, it's a spaceship. So anywhere between zero and one. <laughs> and I was just like, I was thinking, watching this, like, should a spaceship go underwater? I don't think that's, it should. That's just a reference. That's 10 meters underwater is two <laughs> atmospheres. You know, like it goes in me- in very small chunks. And this thing goes to the bottom of this fucking lake sea. Thing. Yeah. I know it. it goes there. It goes there so they can open the cargo hold and the Lightning League cars can actually come out and drive underwater. Yes. Apparently they're watertight <laughs> and work fully functional submerged in water too. And Jace's big plan is to drive arm force up and use the grabber to reverse the fl- like reverse the flow of the pump to spray yeah. all yeah, the toy use here as well he he gets stuck on the drive up the water pumps and uses rocket wire yes. which is basically a grappling hook uh yeah it's reeling a, device um, what are they called a, a winch a winch yeah exactly yeah to the winch, winch. To the winch. Rocket powered, rocket powered hook on it call back to the never ending story episode <laughs> to the winch winch <laughs> these guys are littered with MacGuffins, though. Oh, yeah, like. completely. So he, he he finally gets up there, and then he goes to use the, the grabber and arm forces, and he's like, oh, shit, it won't reach. He's like, did you not think to check? Of course he didn't. <laughs> he's Jace. He doesn't think things through. So he just immediately disembarks arm force, runs out in laser fire, and scales. <laughs> he's just like, Oon, cover me. Like, Oon, and Oon's like, whoa. How? He's just like, <laughs> just talk to his arm. He doesn't need Oon at all. He yeah. can talk to Mars. Um, so yeah, he gets up there and he eventually manages to turn this valve and um, reverse the water flow. And this is where we get the first introduction of sarcasm into Jason the Warriors. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Oon, all these monster mines, because they're all rushing towards him, all these monster mines are in the path of this water that's all about to become gushing out of here in a minute. Do you think we should tell them and then it just comes out and gushes and like that. And they're like, oh gosh, we were too late. <laughs> Never mind. It's just like, yes, early primitive sarcasm for children. Senseless violence as well. Mm-hmm. Jace is like trivializing the murder of these like newly born monster mind vehicles. <laughs> yeah, like they're still sentient beings. You're yeah. murdering them left, right, and center. It is a genocide. Although, would a plant die underwater? Really? Like, I mean, they're plants, right? Well, I mean, you can overwater a plant though. Well, I guess. Yeah. We don't. I mean, apparently like, they don't need water to grow, and, and so. apparently they don't need oxygen to breathe because we see them driving on vines in space. Yeah. Mm. Like what? Sus- what? That's what is the biological sustenance of a, a, a monster mind? Is it just light and photosynthesis? Presumably, it's black light, yeah. dark light, well, whatever they call light, it. Yeah, well, dark matter maybe, which is everywhere. Mm. Yeah, well, that might be. You know that, but so yeah, uh, Jace. Like I literally, my notes read. Jace rescues wa- uh, Jace reverses water flow to save planet. Deploys sarcasm. <laughs> Statement, I'd say. Um, and meanwhile, Gillian's managed to because that's why they got the pride of the skies under there. It's to pump the water out of Audric's ship so Gillian can get in and get the coordinates from the teleporter, which he manages to do. And he transfers yeah. the tele he transfers the coordinates back to the pride of the skies, which you see appear on the ship, and it's just shapes. It's just yeah. square, triangle, They're circle, like, oh, square, great. triangle, circle. He's gone hexagon star. You can't judge someone else's UI, though. You know what I mean? Like, it could mean <laughs> all the sense in the world to them. They're in this other universe. Maybe they don't have letters. Maybe everything's shapes. <laughs> so they, they, they eventually say, they save the planet and they, the fish thank them in the most depressed way possible as they, as they, uh, they basically set, up, set off a course for the coordinates that they got from the teleporter. Total hype for the next episode because yeah. they've literally got the coordinates. They're going there. Like, I'm I, well wonder if they, I wonder if they pay it off or if it's just completely forgotten by the next episode. <laughs> 
because well, I am up to this. I think we, we have to know that Herc lets Flora launch the ship oh, because yes. they repair their relationship. Uh, when they're left, because they're left fighting, like trying to keep the ship from leaking water. And he's like, no, Flora, I really need you now. I, like, I'm sorry I was a dickhead. I really need you. And she's like, yeah, let Flora take her, take her out. This is the first time you see the, the ship basically teleport at the end. Yeah. It was like... It's been- Rockets and thrusters the whole time, and then suddenly she goes too fast, and it does the same thing as the Technodrome does, but in a light way, a dark way. Yeah, it's just like you can do that. Why? Why haven't you been doing that? He probably doesn't know because there's so many buttons. <laughs> My closing remark for this was: the crew set course for shapes. <laughs> Except like course for adventure. <laughs> like, in summary for the five episodes, uh, I think we mentioned this earlier as well, they've, we've established they can basically go anywhere and do anything with impunity now. Yeah. Like, monster mines come, they just smash them back, the ring, their vehicles, like, they're like, whatever. Sawboss is like a minor, in, minor inconvenience in their search at this point. Yeah, I don't know if the tensions will rise as we get further through the series. Maybe he'll uh, ramp things up. The other note that I forgot in the last episode was the ring usage on the episode with the knights. And I noted it in the Google Docs, which is on our website for tracking the ring usage, is I thought it was uh, they used it to deflect the sun and blind them all. No, the only ring usage in the night episode, the episode of the Planet of the Knights, is he uses it to cut down some trees to trip over the Monster Mind's walker. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, so that was just an addend- a, a correction to the previous episode. So that's been episodes 6 to 10 of Jason the Wheel Warriors. So only 55 more to go. Yay. <laughs> I know, at some point will we find out his dad is looking for him? Does his dad give a shit? Who knows? Maybe his does. dad's just got like lots of like bits on the side. I would you say tr- lots of kids. <laughs> other sons with other rings. <laughs> This is this is this. Hey, this is Bruce, leader of the uh, Lightning League. She's like, what? Oh no, this, yeah, this is your brother, Bruce, and this is Clive, and they all have rings, and all they, all have, they all have different. Of the Lightning League. Under force, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the laser legend. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's where Pride of the Skies one is. It's his first kid. <laughs> <laughs> With that, are we saying his first kid is called Pride of the Skies One? No, he's he's in the Pride of the Skies okay. One with. Um, this is with, my son, with, Pride of the Skies. With, and this is my other son, Jace, who so, I don't care about as much. No, no, no. His his eldest son is Bruce, and he's in the Pride of the Skies One with Dirk Stormcaller. <laughs> Who is a competent, compassionate, and dashing man with not too many buttons on his ship. And also just want to know in the the both me and Naomi picked up on in one of the earlier episodes, there's a bit where Jace kind of saves Flora. And there's a bit of a weird embrace between the two. It's a very it's Stace is a very lovely swooning embrace. embrace. It's very brief, and I don't like. I don't think we need to read anything into it, but it no, just made no, me it, laugh because it was a very classical romance pose. Yeah, it, it was oh, very. I, I'm pretty sure there's nothing going on there. I mean, they're not related, but she is a plant. Yeah, it's going to be a barrier. But she is the only female. No, he can go back and find a pirate lady if he's so inclined. He might not be into girls. They're not pirates I mean, anymore. To be honest, like, I, never mind him not being into girls. I can't imagine many girls being into him. That's true. He doesn't he exactly. The ring probably has a rapey thing, or he used a mind control <laughs> laser from uh, Armed Force. Oh, armed <laughs> yeah. Something you want to associate with a date. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, baby, come and have a ride in my armed force. <laughs> it's got a grabbing claw to stop you getting away. So what we're saying is Jace is a serial rapist and he's using his vehicle to just round up women. Well, I mean, we're extrapolating. Yeah. <laughs> he does not take no for an answer. That is one thing we, can we haven't say about. seen him not do these things, I guess. <laughs> Jace after dark. <laughs> 
So, yeah, with the meaningless non-sequiturs aside at the end of the episode, I hope you guys have enjoyed our part two of our watch through of Jason and the Wheel Warriors. Uh, we'll be back again in the not-too-distant future. We've got some other episodes uh, coming out in between now and then. Not exactly sure what plan, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks at least with the next installment in this ongoing series. Don't forget to stay tuned after the end of the episode if you want to hear the full-length remix version by DJ Soul Machine of the uh, Jason the Wheel Warriors intro. It's fucking awesome. If you don't want to listen to it here, like I say, there'll be links to um, his Bandcamp, his YouTube in the show notes. And don't forget to check out our social media because we always forget to tell you to check it out. Yes, we have social media at Protein Ramblings on Twitter, at Protein Ramblings on Instagram and Facebook slash Protein Ramblings on Facebook. We have a page, we have a group, the Protein Ramblings discussion group as well. So yeah, check you can reach us there or you can ping us an email at the team at proteinramblings.com. So multiple places, all the links are on our website as well. So just go to proteinramblings.com. I'll want to Protein Ramblings, which is a workout and musculature uh, series. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But that is what I said to you. Really? When you suggested the name to me, and I thought you said Protein Ramblings, and I was like, no, you can't do that. People think it's It's about muscles. Appreciation Society that also works out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, I I leave for a hot second there. I thought you were like, Oh shit, is this a thing? Are we, gonna, are we picking up some weird audience? They, they came for exercise tips. They left with child rape jokes. Good night, okay, everybody. Okay, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you again, Mark, for joining us and we shall see you, ne- see you next time for the next five episodes. I tell you what, if they don't follow up on the coordinates from this episode, that the next show is going to be a hot open on our side because I, I think oh, all of us going to be pissed. <laughs> So yeah, until we see you, or until we uh, speak to you next time, stay safe, everybody out there in COVID world. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. Take care. Goodbye.